Hi, everybody. Cheryl Ackeson here. Welcome to another edition of the Cheryl Ackeson podcast on justthenews.com. I hope you'll check out all the Just the News podcasts for original reporting. You can go to justthenews.com and see the list of them on the homepage and listen to them anywhere you like to hear podcasts. Today, the fascinating story about the Amish COVID experience, natural immunity, and going up against the mob of propagandists trying to keep you from learning these facts. You all know something that I think is very important for all of us to do is to try to fight the censorship and dishonest shaping of our information that's happening in the news and online. We all know that COVID-19 has taken this whole madness to new heights. It's hard to get full information. It can become impossible to even ask rational questions in this environment when powerful forces have so effectively manipulated the narrative. For scientists, if their research unearths findings that are contrary to what the government slash pharmaceutical industry wants out there, well, the scientists are threatened with having their grants pulled, or if they work in a hospital system, their jobs are threatened, their research is stopped, they're told not to speak about it. I know this from firsthand stories. Even before COVID, the issue of manipulated fake science was growing more serious and wasn't really new. I reported on Full Measure a couple of years ago, Dr. Marcia Angel, the first female editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, talking about co-opted science, how you can't believe, she says, much of what's published in medical journals, much of what your doctors and my doctors rely on. And she's not the only journal editor who said this. And then reporters in the news, if they report on facts or ask questions and air scientific views that, by the way, are often widely acknowledged in retrospect as being correct, well, if they're off the narrative, these reporters are attacked by powerful interests that often used organized tactics to bully and discredit. It's a tough atmosphere for getting word out. And it becomes dangerous when we're talking about widespread disinformation about public health being put out by officials and groups that are treated so uncritically by many in the press as if these groups and officials are infallible and without conflict when the opposite can be true. Now, I advise there's one way to use all of this to your advantage. When you see these interests go after facts or a report or a study, when big tech and public health officials or others claim that the information is discredited or whatnot, use that as your cue to ask, who is it who doesn't want me to see this information, who doesn't want me to make up my own mind, access my own information, and why? That should lead you to seek out more information about the topic in question. Along those lines, I thought it was important today to talk about my recent reporting, perfectly factual and Almost unremarkable if using pre-2016 standards, but still very interesting. But in today's environment with powerful interests working so hard not to have certain information or facts heard, well, this report really brought them out of the woodwork. The genesis of the story was a report I saw a few months back by Associated Press and some other news publications. They said that the Amish community in the United States had achieved herd immunity against COVID-19. So I headed to the biggest Amish community in America, Lancaster, PA, to see what I could find out about it. Super interesting. They told me that when COVID-19 came through, instead of 
trying to avoid it, they basically met it head on. You'll hear more about that in just a minute. But the resulting story generated a great deal of interest among Americans because I think they're thirsty for this sort of information that they can't seem to easily and freely get these days. You know, we air short video clip promotions before the stories on my TV program, Full Measure Air, put those out on social media. And each one, let's say, on Twitter may get a few thousand views. Or if it's a more popular, high interest topic, maybe each video clip promotion could get 6,000 or 10,000 plus views. Well, the last time I looked, the promotional video clip for this Amish story was above 260,000 views. That is always tells me that there's more interest than usual in that particular topic ahead of the story airing on TV. I'm going to play the report for you, and then we'll talk about the propagandistic response that indicates to me it really hit home with a lot of people and scared certain interests. When it comes to actions taken to address the COVID-19 threat, hindsight is still very much underway. For your consideration, a story and outcome you probably aren't hearing much about anywhere else. It takes place in the heart of Amish country. Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Thousands of families lead lives largely separate from modern America. The Amish are a Christian group that emphasizes the virtuous over the superficial. They don't usually drive, use electricity, or have TVs. And during the COVID-19 outbreak, they became subjects in a massive social and medical experiment. So it's safe to say there was a whole different approach here in this community when coronavirus broke out Absolutely. than many other places. Absolutely. Calvin Lapp is Amish Mennonite. There's three things the Amish don't like, and that's government. They won't get involved in government. They don't like the public education system. They won't send their children to education. And they, they also don't like the health system. They rip us off. Those are three things that we feel like we're fighting against all the time. Well, those three things are all part of what COVID is. After a short shutdown last year, the Amish chose a unique path that led to COVID-19 tearing through at warp speed. It began with an important religious holiday in May. When they take communion, they, 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 they dump their wine into a cup and they take turns to drink out of that cup. So you go the whole way down the line and everybody drinks out of that cup. So if one person has coronavirus, the rest of the church is gonna get coronavirus. First time they went back to church, everybody got coronavirus. Lapp says they weren't denying coronavirus, they were facing it head on. It's a worse thing to quit working than dying. But to shut down and say that we can't go to church, we can't get together with family, we can't see our old people in the hospital, we gotta quit working, you're working, it's going completely against everything that we believe. And you're changing our culture completely to try to act like they wanted us to act the last year. And we're not going to do it. Steve Nolt is a scholar on Amish and Mennonite culture and Mennonite himself. He's studying Amish news publications to analyze community-wide trends. So are you saying as of about May of 2020, things kind of went back to normal in the Amish community? Yeah, it's kind of, by the middle of May, it's sort of like back to a typical behavior again. That also meant avoiding hospitals. I know of some cases in which Amish people like refused to go to the hospital, even when they were very sick, because if they went there, they wouldn't be able to have visitors. And it was more important to be sick, even very sick at home, 
uh, and have the ability to have uh, some people around you than to go to the hospital and be isolated. Then last March, remarkable news. The Lancaster County Amish were reported to be the first community to achieve herd immunity, meaning a large part of the population had been infected with COVID-19 and become immune. Some outsiders are skeptical and solid proof is hard to come by. Even those who believed that they had COVID uh, tended not to get tested. Um, their approach tended to be, uh, I'm sick, I know I'm sick, I don't have to have someone else tell me I'm sick. Uh, or um, a concern that if they um, you know, got a positive test, they would then be asked to really dramatically limit what they were doing in a way that um, you know, might be uncomfortable for them. So, so we don't have that testing number. We didn't want the numbers to go up because then they would shut things more. What's the advantage of getting a test? One thing's clear, there's no evidence of any more deaths among the Amish than in places that shut down tight. Some claim there were fewer here. That's without masking, staying at home, or another important measure. Did most of the community, at least the adults, get the COVID-19 vaccine? Again, we don't have uh, data on that, but um, I, I think it's uh, pretty clear that in percentage terms, uh, relatively few did. Well, we're glad all the English people got their COVID vaccines. That's great because now we can do, we don't have to wear a mask. We can do what we want. So good for you. Thank you. We appreciate it. We, us, no, we're not getting vaccines. Of course not. We all got the COVID. So why, why would you get a vaccine? By staying open, the Amish here have one tangible 2020 accomplishment few others can claim. We, we, we have this joke when everybody else stopped, started walking, we started running. We made more money in the last year than we ever did. It was our best year ever. Did the Amish really find a magic formula? They say yes, and they don't care who doubts it. Yeah, every, all the Amish know we got herd immunity. Of course we got herd immunity. When the whole church gets coronavirus, we know we got coronavirus. Yes, we think we're smarter than everybody. I mean, I shouldn't be bragging, but we, we think we did the right thing. Nolte the Scholar is publishing a paper on the Amish social response to government mandates and COVID-19. So that was the story. After a short break, the reaction to the story and what I think we can learn from it. Tasks, deadlines, and projects. What if your teams had a tool that brought everything together? Trello is the project management tool that powers collaboration for over 2 million teams across the globe, including 80% of Fortune 500s. Trello brings teams together by tracking daily to-dos and provides a high-level view across projects and teams. From product development and design to support and production, Trello helps all teams move their work forward together. Thousands of IT admins around the world trust Trello to keep their work safe. With Trello, your teams will have access to hundreds of top-tier integrations they can rely on. A big reason why Trello is top-rated for employee satisfaction. It's where companies do their best work. Trello for enterprise. Learn more by visiting trello.com slash for enterprise. That's T-R-E-L-L-O dot com slash for enterprise. So after my report aired about the Amish experience and claims regarding COVID-19 herd immunity, the first thing I noticed was I was told that an industry publication called News Blues 
something that was purchased a few years back by some folks who've turned it into really a news propaganda publication. It follows the same themes and narratives that the same controlling interests promulgate on various forms of information. The goal, I think, is to make people hear the same thing so many different ways from what seems like so many different sources that actually ultimately point back to and trace back to the same few powerful interests and just appear to be many different sources. But the goal, I think, is to make people hear the same thing so many times they no longer consider or hear alternate scientific views or studies or information. So News Blues is clearly from what I've seen on that track. And anyway, they put out a blurb after my report without calling me, referring to me as anti-vaccine, which is another propaganda tactic and term that many reporters and scientists have been tarred with. If you ask questions or report on certain science, you're falsely labeled by the propagandists as anti-vaccine. Their hope is, number one, that they bully you into skewing your future reporting accordingly. And or number two, if they don't convince you to do that, that they're able to convince people not to believe what you report or what the scientific studies say. And I think on one level, it's been a successful tactic. That's why they use the anti-vaccine term. I think it tested well when they originally started to deploy that in the early 2000s. I think it speaks to people in some psychological way. It resonates with them and creates the desired feeling and response in a lot of people. But on the other hand, I've seen that many people are kind of getting wise to these tactics and techniques, and they know they're not anti-vaccine. And now they sometimes have been lumped in with these groups when they ask perfectly reasonable, rational questions. So this may be backfiring a little bit. Of course, I'm no more anti-vaccine than I am anti-tire because I report on Firestone tire problems or anti-medicine because I broke the international news that Viagra causes blindness at a time when the drug company was denying it. But News Blues targeting me right after my reporting on COVID-19 was one signal to me that powerful interests are very worried. Another one came when someone pointed out that Facebook had put a label on my Amish story saying something like it was missing context or unsupported, in essence, trying to disparage it as if it were untrue without actually saying it's untrue. So the fake fact checkers in the fact check, edited by a woman named Fernanda Ferreira, who either doesn't know what she's doing or is not being accurate about what she's doing or both. The fact checkers falsely claim that, quote, natural immunity post-infection, talking about COVID, is variable, while vaccination provides safer and more reliable immunity. Well, the bulk of the scientific studies show the opposite. You can find those at my website, CherylAckison.com, under the article about natural immunity. You can decide for yourself what you think these studies and these scientists say, and then decide which characterization of them is accurate. Additionally, the fake fact check and the fact checkers misleadingly imply that those who've had COVID-19 have even better protection somehow if they go ahead and get vaccinated. That's been really a public mantra for some months. You can refer to the same study list that I mentioned at my website for the actual scientific findings to date. Interestingly, the Centers for Disease Control, some of you know, got caught making that same false claim. They said earlier this year, actually starting late last year, that the Moderna and Pfizer studies showed people who have had COVID still benefit from getting vaccinated anyway. The studies did not show that. And 
CDC really got caught in an embarrassing situation for having their top vaccine scientists and officials sign off on this false report. Additionally, Science Magazine repeated the same false claim, interesting, isn't that, in an article about a study, which later had to be corrected. So now here we are with Facebook repeating the same false information, their fact checkers indicating they are in line with those same interests putting out the disinformation, the same ones using government and scientific sources to put out the false information. Facebook's fake health fact checkers previously were exposed in a very embarrassing episode when they falsely claimed that the COVID-19 lab theory had been debunked and that an Epic Times documentary about it was untrue. Of course, I think now everybody months later has come around to the truth that the COVID-19 lab theory was not debunked back when many in the media were falsely saying that it had been. I urge you to use all of this information to your advantage. Don't get discouraged. Don't give up. Don't be quiet. Speak out about access to information and different views and studies. Don't support the idea of censorship, even if it's stuff you don't like. You don't have to look at it. It'll backfire if you do support this sort of thing because these censors will eventually use it against you and something you care about. If you cede control over your information to government or corporate entities or other third parties that are invariably co-opted by special interests and paid interests. If you want to see the Amish story, and by the way, the COVID vaccine mandate story that I aired last Sunday on Full Measure, you can go to fullmeasure.news right now and watch them. And please share them with your friends if you think there's something of value there that they'd be interested in. I think you'll see for yourself that despite some of the propaganda, these stories are covered in a fair and even-handed way, the way journalism really used to look more widely, letting you hear from a lot of different points and thoughts, even thoughts and points that the reporter may personally disagree with, which should have little to nothing to do with the story. And you can make up your own mind without me telling you what you should think or have to think. In fact, I don't really care what you conclude. The thing I care most about is that you have access to a lot of different information, especially that which powerful interests are trying to keep you from learning about. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Check out justthenews.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Cheryl Ackeson podcast. Leave a good review if you like it and share it with your friends. Also, check into my other podcast, Full Measure After Hours, and all the Just the News podcasts wherever you like to listen. Do your own research. Make up your own mind. Think for yourself. All right, folks, all of you know the story about my crick in my neck and how I bought a MyPillow a few years ago, and all of a sudden, my neck just healed up. In fact, the orthopedist couldn't figure out what the heck had John done. I, it was simple. I just bought one of Mike Lindell's pillows, and I all of a sudden found I wasn't sleeping right on my pillow. Mike's pillows did the trick. Well, guess what? He's done it again. He's got something new. He's now introducing his new my slippers. You want the best slipper ever, the best foot experience late at night? Well, Mike has got it. He took over two years to develop this. He designed it to wear this slipper indoor and outdoor all day long. It's comfortable, it's durable. It's made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue in the slipper. And it's made with quality leather suede. They look good, they feel good, they wear good. For a limited time now, Mike is offering 50% off his new My Slippers. You will also receive a free book with any purchase. The My Slippers are so comfortable that you'll want to get some 
for the whole family. It's a great gift, especially heading into springtime. So here, here's what you do. You go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's easy to remember, right? The promo code JUSTNEWS and you will get deep discounts on all the MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and of course, the MyPillow towel set. And don't forget, y'all want those My Slippers. You gotta have them. They're incredible. Here's another way you can take advantage of this. You can call 800 800- 951-3715 and use the promo code just news when someone picks up. Call 800-951-3715. Use the promo code just news. Pretty simple stuff for the best slipper sheet pillow experience of your life.